This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the EdTech Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. The landscape of higher education feels like it changes with every year. A workforce filled with shifting professions and new career opportunities coupled with changing student expectations means students with more refined goals and universities needing to respond to those goals with more classes, extracurriculars, and just general support. But higher education administration, especially student affairs professionals, are already stretched so thin. What kind of support does administration need to meet these changing needs of their students? Here to give their take on the issue and a potential solution are Cooper Jones, co-founder and CEO of RAWRA, and Sue Wasilek, better known as Dean Sue, Associate VP for Student Affairs and Dean of Students at Duke University. Cooper, Dean Sue, great to have you both on. How are you doing today? Doing Happy great. to be here. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to get you both on. You know, I always love when we bring up these subjects and we get someone from the solution side of things to you know talk about how technology is really impacting higher education but then also getting a personal perspective from someone that lives and breathes it every day you know it's always really important to to get both angles here so i'm really excited to get both of you on here so i kind of want to start off by just unpacking a bit of your history cooper i know you graduated from oklahoma state in 2015 so you're a relatively recent graduate what pushed you to want to begin Rara in the first place? Um, you know, it, it feels like, you know, you, you came out of school and immediately felt the need for something like this. And, um, you know, it, it was still fresh on your mind, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. Um, so there's probably two different catalysts as to why, you know, I'm now on a path of entrepreneurship and specifically within education. The first is my sister, is also the founder and CEO of a, of a company down in Austin, Texas. That's more on the consumer goods side. But I saw you know, how she was living her day-to-day life and listening to people and leading people and you know, making people happy and saw how happy that inherently made her. And so I was really inspired by eventually finding my own path within the entrepreneurial mindset per se. And the second of you know how I found myself within education and starting Rara was actually kind of personal. Um, you know, originally I started out my career in strategy consulting, was working a lot of hours and kind of in a high stress environment, and had used a wellness platform at the time, and had this user validation that that wellness platform worked. And I really thought about why the consulting firm that I was with had invested in that. And, you know, the main reason was the happier and the healthier that employees are, then the higher performing, the more likely they are to stay at said company. And really dug in and thought about it and realized that that same principle applied to the relationship between students and universities. And that was kind of a light bulb moment. And off we went. Love that. And Dean, Sue, you've been basically in higher education administration for a very long time with a brief stint in law though you know you you found that you couldn't just step away from the kids there was still more that you had to do in the higher education space um but you know i, I think you felt 
this issue that um, higher education administration, specifically student affairs professionals, don't always have all the resources they need. When did you first start to feel this in your career personally? Probably felt it on day one. Um, yeah. And just to be clear, I am not a recent graduate, as you mentioned. I'm <laughs> um, what folks would call a veteran in the field. And that certainly doesn't mean I know more than anybody else. And in fact, the longer I stay in this business, the less I know, particularly in light of folks like Cooper, who are, you know, very innovative and creative and entrepreneurial and really are looking for um, solutions to some of the issues that we have today that we didn't have 5, 10, 15 years ago in higher education. So you know, I want to congratulate him and Rara for all that they're doing to try to address many of the concerns and issues that we have. Um, you know, the, where I work, we, we tend to be what I will call well-resourced, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have all the tools at our disposal that we need to really serve the students and meet their expectations and meet their needs. So, uh, you know, when, when Cooper came forward and had some ideas, I was intrigued by what Ra-Ra had the potential to offer. And that was in the very beginning, which was in fact more of a wellness platform. And I suspect he'll talk a little bit about that. Um, that was really what caught my eye. I think all of us in higher education today are really trying to figure out how do we support students in their journey to flourishing? We all want them to be successful, whatever that might mean to them, but we, we really want them to thrive and flourish in whatever environment they are in, whether it's on our campus or once they graduate into the, uh, into the working world. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that passion is what makes quality educators and quality professionals in the education space. So always great to feel that from people like yourself. So before we get into the solutions here to the issue, I think we need to unpack kind of the setup for the issue and, and why administrators in higher education seem to be lacking some of the resources they need to really succeed. So let's start by just looking at the student experience in higher education today. And this is Mostly aimed at you, Dean Sue, uh, but Cooper, feel free to chime in with some points as well. What I want to ask is, what really is driving this positive student experience in higher education today, uh, both in the academics and beyond? One of the things that um, folks in higher ed have at least felt was most important is to offer students as many options and choices as possible. And that would be true whether you were looking at the curriculum or whether you were looking at co-curricular and extracurricular activities outside the classroom. Um, I think that's one of the things that is really driving higher ed today and is, uh, is enabling students, I think, to, to really look at colleges and universities in even a more discreet way uh, to make certain that, that the choices that they're looking for are available. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And, you know, through the conversations that we've had with students and Gen Z or Generation Z specifically, it seems as if, you know, what they're really looking for and seeking out, whether it be on a campus or off campus, is one, um, authenticity. You know, this is the fastest moving and most technologically advanced generation that we as a society have seen. And they're not just digitally native, but they're digitally reliant. And so they're so used to having information or resources surfaced to them 
and you know higher ed and administrators and universities as a whole have done such a wonderful job in putting those resources in place and now it's just a matter of you know putting the right tool in place for them to access them in a way that they demand yeah i mean i know at least personally because i'm not that far removed from my college days either um students are really looking to be engaged with their campus. I mean, not everyone, but I think the common denominator is looking for an experience that not only delivers quality academic education, but also, you know, lifestyle education, you know, learning about themselves, learning about how to become a functioning member of society. I mean, I know when I graduated high school and went to college, I had no idea what I was doing. So college really serves as that point to connect students to the the outside world and really get them prepared for what life looks like beyond college. Um, how have you both felt that students today are seeking out this information and these experiences? If we can be engaged in our experience, whether that's in a relationship, whether it's in our schoolwork or whether it's in our careers, then the chances of us really moving forward in a way that works for us, that's not only productive, but also brings us joy and happiness and and provide sort of that notion of a purpose in life um, those those kinds of aspirations are so much more present in this generation than they have been in prior ones and so again going back to this notion of engagement um, that's what we're really trying to promote i think today in higher education because we know it's going to be a skill that's going to be um, uh, pay off in the long run Definitely. And, you know, I think because of Generation Z or really any college students in this day and age upbringing in the digital age, you know, they're yearning for genuine and valuable experiences that directly correlate to the betterment of themselves and their surroundings. And there's no better place for those offerings or those opportunities to be put in front of these students in a college campus. The whole purpose of college is to prepare yourselves for the rest of your life. And, you know, that's, as mentioned earlier, what these universities are doing such a great job of is putting those opportunities that are genuine and are valuable to themselves and to their communities. But I, I want to jump right in and just say, again, I agree with what Cooper has said, but what we're finding is that the choices are great, the options are great, students want to see all the possibilities, but then once those possibilities are presented to them, their ability to choose and to navigate and not be paralyzed by all the choices um, becomes a really important thing for us to then help them with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that's something I felt personally. And I think, you know, I think college administrators want to provide something more streamlined. And that's where there was typically a lack of resources or just a missing platform in general for not only students to find all the potential opportunities for them to get involved at their university, but then for administrators to populate that and be able to, to have a more direct line of communication with each of those students looking to further their career or just you know further their lifestyle. So what role has college administration had in, in delivering this experience to the student in the past and, and kind of today? And then playing off of that, where are they mostly lacking in resources to make this more of a reality? Yeah, I, you know, I want to, I do want to mention that there are certainly some schools that are probably still struggling with providing all the choices and the options to students. But those that 
actually in a position to be able to do that, I think are now finding themselves uh, struggling with how to roll that out to students in a way that is attractive, that is understandable, and that is digestible. You know, it's, 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 again, students can be, all of us can be overwhelmed so quickly by so many choices, and yet, you know, we don't want to miss out. We, we want to take advantage of all the things that we can possibly take advantage of. And I, I think where we are most greatly challenged is in communicating to the students that these options exist, what the options are, and then how to best support them in choosing those options that make the most sense for them. I think we need our greatest support and help is trying to figure out how to, to help students manage that sense of being overwhelmed by the choices. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I kind of have two different points to agree upon and kind of add on to what Dean Sue just said. And it was funny. I was having a conversation with a student a couple of weeks ago about this exactly. And he actually compared all of the resources on campus to a blank Microsoft Excel sheet. <laughs> he, he knows that there are so many functions available to make him solving a problem that much easier but he's only chosen to learn only what he has to or needs to rather than growing and expanding to everything that would be available to him, whether it be in this sheet, um, in the metaphor, or to the campus as a whole. Um, and you know, the second point is that while engagement is extremely important, where we have seen and why we have kind of taken on this role of or a wider scope of rather not just engagement is that the same, the same challenge lives past that. And there are so, so many options when it comes to engagement and opportunities, whether it be co-curricular activities or intramurals or so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But it also lies in other aspects of college that aren't related to academia, whether it's dining or it's financial aid or career readiness or even the transportation and, you know, tracking where the buses are on campus. And that's where, you know, we're excited about creating this holistic solution that can kind of really allow students to cut through the clutter of everything. Yeah. What were some issues that you felt personally while you were still at Oklahoma State that kind of inspired the beginnings of RaRa? Well, you know, I, uh, I was in a really interesting situation when I arrived on campus at Oklahoma State. I grew up in Chicago and not a lot of kids from Chicago end up at school at Oklahoma State. Sure. And so I didn't know anyone but my sister. And so I was fortunate that I had my sister there who was a senior when I was a freshman to almost act a little bit as this wayfinder or someone that could give me advice of what to engage with or, you know, where to spend my time. But really past that, it was really limited. And that is an Oklahoma State's fault. You know, that was in 2011. And so technology has changed drastically since then. But there really was no sense of where I could go that I could map out and figure out my best way of life on that campus, whether it be in the first semester or over the course of the four years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you say 2011 was not that long ago, and yet technology has changed so much. And in, in my head, I was like, oh, wait, really? But then now that I think about it, I mean, yeah, in 2011, Twitter was not used to the point it was today. And I remember when I was going through school, even just, you know, following the Mizzou student affairs Twitter at least filled me in on some of the main events going on. So yeah, it's, it's like the lines of communication have increased as of late, which 
is a bonus. But I think, Dean, Sue, to your point, it's almost like people are getting flooded from too many directions. They're getting the emails, they're getting the tweets, they're getting flyers in their dorms, you know, their their professors are telling them things, their uh, peers are telling them things about what to do and where to participate, and it's just kind of tough to sift through what really matters to you and how to actionably begin to participate in those groups and those organizations. Yeah, and the worst thing that could happen is if all of that suddenly just sounds like a bunch of noise. Um, and I think that's, again, what, what would be helpful is a, is a way to provide an opportunity for students to really just sift through all of the noise. Cooper, earlier in the podcast, you said that Gen Z is kind of having a, a particular effect on this. Um, you know, I think Gen Z, as students learn differently, they are participating in different things. Like you said, they are technology reliant. Um, they've grown up mastering technology, you know, from from the minute they could touch an iPad. So uh, I wanted to ask you both, kind of, what role you think Gen Z is having in this realization that student affairs professionals need more to do to to elevate their support of students. Right? They they need more software, more technology. Um, they need a, a better platform. And really, what is Gen Z looking for in the first place? How do they interact? How do they learn? And how is that motivating the solution? Yeah, I'd be curious to hear what Cooper has to say about that. <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, we spent a lot of time uh, just about on a daily basis speaking with students of Gen Z and actually past that too, because, you know, after Generation Z will come another generation and another one beyond that. So we need to, you know, constantly be listening to really everyone who's going to be a college student one day. Right. Um, but, you know, from what we have observed, it isn't so much of an issue between student affairs professionals or professors or really any university administrative um, individuals and students. It's the lack of tools and resources that these students really have from a seamlessness experience. Interesting. You know, these students, as Dean Sue had mentioned, have so many resources available to them, but they're coming from 50 different angles. And these are students who expect a seamless experience in all regards. And so when you have a dining system and you have a transportation system and an engagement platform and a wellness platform and all these different platforms that are doing really great things at the core of what they're supposed to do, a lot of times you don't see a lot of usage from the students because they're overwhelmed by it, simply put. And you know our goal with RARA is to create this one holistic system that meets students with what they expect and where they are and inherently will allow university administrators such as Dean Sue or a Res Life coordinator or anywhere, anyone in between to extend their reach. You know, student affairs professionals are experts at working with and working for students. And our goal is to empower that. And I, I think three of the really key words in all of this, and I think Cooper has mentioned um, all of them, at least two of them. One is holistic. Uh, this is a word that this generation has heard for some time now, and I think they have an expectation truly to be treated as a whole person. Um, I mean, we talk about the mind-body connection. We, we drill that into them. They've heard it all their lives, and now I think they land on a college campus, and their expectation is they be treated and viewed in a holistic way, which is related to the second word, which is integrated. Um, we we, many of us operate on a campus that is very, very decentralized. Um, lots of silos, lots of various places in which people can work and do their work without 
frankly, and necessarily collaborating with anyone else or integrating with anyone else. But, you know, the students don't see the experience in that way, um, which leads to the third term, which is, which Cooper just mentioned, which is seamless. You know, they want this holistic, integrated experience that is seamless. They, they don't necessarily want to experience college um, in a divided way. They don't want to see the classroom experience separate and apart from the residential experience, separate and apart from the extracurricular one. In their mind, it's all connected, and frankly, it should be. Um, and so we need to begin to think as a higher education community how to best present all that we have to offer to them in this holistic, integrated, seamless way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't be more right. Um, students just have grown up with everything accessible at their fingertips, but even beyond that, everything interacting. Um, you know, you see one application working with another, providing, um, you know, more insight into whatever, into how you consume your content, how you shop. And I mean, all those little reinforcements that society is more seamless leaks their, you know, leaks into how gen z wants to learn as well and so when they get to higher education and feel like they have to struggle to find what opportunities they have to get involved or where they want to place their time and energy um that, that can be a little discouraging and definitely o overwhelming i agree with that and you know it's even on another side of the coin is just it's not up to their expectations sometimes you know you think about class pass or anyone's gym app per se and these students will grow up and they'll able to book a class or a doctor's appointment or whatever it may, be they, it may be on their phone. But then when they arrive on campus, they're expected to wait in line or to sign a pen and paper. Or if they're, you know, having challenges with a mental health issue or whatever it may be, and they muster up the courage to walk across campus to then sign a pen and paper and there's just, like you said, a lack of seamlessness. And it's something that it needs to be done in as simple as a way as possible for these students to meet with what they demand. Right, exactly. All right, I think we've set the stage pretty well here. Let's dive into the potential solution. So one of them is why we've got you on here, Cooper, and that is Rara which is still relatively new to the EdTech scene, and it's described as a first-of-its-kind student life system, or SLS, that makes campuses more accessible, discoverable, and connected, so students can make the most of their time at school. So let's break down the motivators behind RawRaw. I know we've kind of set up why you were inspired to start RawRaw from a personal perspective, um, but when you sat down to create RawRaw and transition it from the wellness platform that it originally was into the student life platform it is today, uh, when did you realize, okay, we need to address basically connectivity at the entire campus level and connecting every aspect of a student's life while they're at school? The motivation behind that change, and we didn't just forget about wellness, it is still one of the core pillars of our system because it's, you know, it's paramount of importance. But what we were doing, and it's at the core of what our culture is, is we were listening. And we were listening to what students had to say to our prototype. And we were listening to what administrators had to say about our prototype and our approach. And when we were putting our prototype into the hands of these students and administrators, thankfully, Unfortunately, we always heard a positive response, 
but it was never, wow, this is going to make me happier or healthier, or wow, this is going to make my campus happier or healthier. What we were hearing from both parties over and over again was, wow, I love how simple this could make campus. And so we were really listening to that, and we took a step back, and what we realized was the current state of higher ed technology. And that is, is that every college campus in America right now has a learning management system, which is one academic system that everyone from a freshman to the president of the university uses, and it covers every academic data point and process. And there is one student information system, which kind of houses all of this data specific to each individual student, almost like an ERP. But when it came to student affairs, which is where a wellness platform would sit, the current state was anywhere between 40 and sometimes 80 systems all under that house. And they're managing thousands of offerings and millions of data points. And as we've talked about, they were all completely siloed. And what we realized is that if we were to create a wellness platform, we might solve the well-being issues within higher ed, but we will definitely contribute to the problem of that mess and to just contribute to that myriad of systems. And in this day and age, we took a step back and realized that rather than building to be one of the many, we are able to build to be the only, which is why we were motivated to change away from being just a wellness platform, but to being the student life system. And Dean, Sue, in your experience, how valuable is a solution in higher education that instead of kind of being a center point for several other solutions and being the glue, it is instead just the one solution, right? It, it replaces several and becomes the one-stop shop. Yeah, it's, it's almost magical to think about it. Um, I think it has the potential to be revolutionary. Uh, because it would really go against the grain of the way that we are currently organized, but it aligns so beautifully with the way that students' expectations currently exist and the way that we at least attempt or say we're going to deliver our services and programs to students. So, you know, I, I think it's very exciting to think about the possibilities that something like RARA has to offer. Definitely. And, you know, to that point is admittedly with something that has never been done before comes challenges. And, you know, before I delve into how we're, you know, really going about those challenges is, you know, talking about the current state of student affairs technology is a little bit like the Henry Ford quote, which is if you would have asked individuals what they wanted, they would have said faster horses instead of a car. And, you know, we've gone to a multitude of conferences and we've seen some really, really fast horses, but it seems as if no one is really attempting to build a car, which is where Rara comes in. And with that is, you know, it's it's not as simple as you know grabbing a couple tires, a motor, and some oil and some gasoline and moving forward. You know, this has never been done before. And while we consider ourselves, you know, forward thinking and innovative, and have very talented people alongside myself. Um, and the rest of our team, which we're very fortunate for, it's it's extremely important that we work with and build with universities and with students in a collaborative method. You know, if we were to build blindly over the course of the next year, then the student life system would never come to fruition because there would be no validation and people would be content with the current state as they currently are. And so how we're navigating that is we're actively working with a number of universities 
to participate in what we are calling a design partner program, which is this industry proven approach that a few other ed tech companies that are, you know, I'll say some large ed tech companies now have done. And, you know, these were companies that created the first of their kind learning management system or student information system. And we're taking the same approach when it comes to our student life system. And so while we will own the development and the design of this system, each step of the way, we will actively seek influence and validation from students and from administrators. And that will allow all of us as participants of the design partner program or as the Raw Raw team as you know, one group to have confidently executed on building the student life system and changing the way that student affairs currently operates. And, you know, I say students first, very, very emphatically, because at the end of the day, any sort of value that we were to promise to an administration with this system, it's derived from students loving and using this system on an everyday basis. It's critical that the system is built for the students first specifically with Gen Z and generations beyond, so that all of that value and the data can be truly unlocked from the silos and can come to fruition for administrators all over the world. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it's a reality of today's mobile phone and just kind of app-based generation is that if the application or the software or whatever isn't seamless and it isn't intuitive, we just are not going to waste our time with it. The fact that you want to be student first is really important. And I want to, I, I want to understand how you go about being student first. You know, what, what about the design? What about the way that it, it connects with other resources really makes it a seamless, easy to use. And like, you know, you pick it up once you immediately understand how to use its solution. Definitely. And, you know, what we do and what our development team does is whenever we are considering a new feature or a new aspect of the system or even just the design of the system, the first thing that we do is we speak to students before we move forward with it. And by speaking with students and getting confirmation and validation on an iterative basis, it gives us the confidence that we are going in the right direction. Now, the key is, is to now start you know, at getting the input and the validation from the administrators, because there's an administrative aspect to this that is really equally as important from a usability perspective. And it's working collaboratively in bringing all of these parties to the table to create this first system. And, you know, I think when you're touching on these delivery apps and the example that you brought up, what we're fortunate for with this system is we're, you know, we're in an age of artificial intelligence and machine learning to where rather than sifting through the particular opportunities or services or offerings that would be appealing to individual students can happen in our system. It's just a matter of, you know, developing it and designing it in a way that is approachable to the end user. You know, at the end of the day, all our system does is it's going to a community, which in this instance is a college campus. And on one side of that community is a rather fluid population being the students. On the others is rather static offerings. And all Ra Ra does is simplify the space between the two. I just want to jump in here and say one thing very quickly, and that is, um, you know, in spite of the fact that Duke hasn't signed on to anything officially with Ra Ra, we are not in a position to endorse it. Um, I have been so impressed with the process that has been used um, in this in this development of this particular product, and Cooper and his team have been on campus, our campus, a number of times, and. Each time that they're here, 
um, their time is spent really meeting with me, meeting with my colleagues, and most significantly, meeting with students. Um, they have gone out of their way to make sure that the student voice is heard. Um, and I think that that is going to be what's hopefully will eventually lead to their enormous success. And I know RAWRAW hasn't officially rolled out at any universities yet because of this direct partnership program that you have with them, making sure that uh, you know the feedback you get on the platform creates something that reflects the needs of today's students and administrators. Um, mm -hmm. if, if you had to sum up what kind of feedback has been the most valuable for RAWRAW, what would it be? And how has it guided RAWRAW to the point where it's at today? Absolutely. And, you know, we're really excited about this design partner program, especially it's funny because in quote unquote startup world, the mantra is to move fast and break things, but that doesn't work in higher education. In ways, I guess we technically are breaking things by kind of trying to change the current state, but we are taking this methodical approach to ensure long-term success. And with that is, you know, the number one piece of feedback that we have gotten was that they didn't want another platform. They wanted the only, which, as we mentioned earlier, inspired us to shift to not just be a wellness platform, but to be a student life system, which has, that's been invaluable. And that's allowed the market as a whole to really respond to this program. Now, with that is this design partner program to which a lot of universities are very excited about. And we're really excited about some of the ones that we are currently working with. But with it is that it's a really big, it's, it's a large project management lift. And what needs to be ensured is that we are listening to all universities, whether it's a large public or a non-traditional campus or community college equally so that this system works for the entire landscape and not just a certain type of university. So Dean, Sue, Cooper, to kind of wrap things up, um, I want to bring the conversation back to the relationship between administration and students. For everything that we've talked about um, with the struggles that student administrators often often face when trying to bring um, these opportunities and um, these experiences to their students, uh, as well as how RAWRA can solve those issues. What really stands out to me personally as one of the most exciting aspects is the fact that student affairs administration will be linked more directly to students and there will be, I think, a more open line of communication between administration and students. So I want to ask you both, what benefits do you think come from that more open line of communication and really putting student affairs professionals directly in the lives of the students that they're working for? Yeah, you know, I think we talk about and have talked about being that to students for a long time that you know we care about them we want to be part of of their lives we're all part of the same community um, but just the process that is being used to really develop this platform i think models uh, the way that we really truly want to interact with students and impact them and that is to, to work together you know to work hand in hand and to have a very open transparent process that allows input from all constituents of the community where their needs are equally represented and articulated and where the students are really listened to. This is anything but a top-down model. And I think that's gonna take us uh, a long way 
in, in, in making progress, not only towards providing potentially this platform to students, but also in strengthening the relationship between students and administrators. Definitely. I don't think I could have said it better myself, Dean Sue. And, you know, what we get excited about from a quote unquote benefit side is what this open line of communication, as you said, Dan, really means. And, you know, our goal with RARA from a student perspective is that the moment that a student arrives on campus, there will be a system and a process in place that helps empower them to live their best four or five or six or however many years it may be lives on campus. And they will be able to access what they want, when they want it, and how they want it. And what that allows administrators such as Dean Sue to do is really get to know their students. You know, we talk about data a lot in this day and age, but a lot of times it's very challenging, if not impossible, to see data, whether it be at a high level of the student population or at the individual level, when you have 40 to 60 siloed systems. And, you know, it's very challenging as a student affairs professional when you're juggling counseling appointments or booking services or programming to also run a SQL query and, you know, deep-rooted analysis. And what RARA is able to do is create real-time data for these administrators to act accordingly and, you know, off of true actionable insights immediately, which will just empower and improve those open lines of communication. And ideally, what this will do is that it's not only going to improve the technological experience for students, as well as for administrators and efficiency and cut costs, but we want this to be a cultural shift. I'm so glad you brought up the real-time communication. I think that is something that maybe is is a little underrated or, or doesn't get enough credit um, because the power that it, transitioning data and information from a, a kind of hindsight report into something where you can immediately see what students are engaging with, what they want out of their student experience and be able to give them to that in in a real time kind of manner that goes a really long way and not only just giving them those experiences sooner but also building more trust and building a more authentic relationship between the student and the university absolutely and it's everything that you just said and more i mean with our one system you know we hope and plan to improve the safety on a campus. We hope to improve the ability to identify opportunities for new services and offerings for the students and for the administrators to provide. And those things are only possible when there's one system in place that all students and administrators are using and loving. Well, Cooper, it really sounds like RARA is bringing a much needed solution to higher education. And I'm personally looking forward to seeing how it impacts the universities it eventually rolls out to. What are some updates for our audience on the future of RARA when it might be officially rolled out or what the next phase of uh, this design partnership with universities looks like? Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate the kind words. And, you know, we've got a really long way to go. And for that, we're thankful and excited. And we understand the challenge that is in front of us um, to really create a new category within higher education. And with that said, what we are fully focusing on right now is finalizing the participating schools within the design partner program, which will be announced very soon. And from that is really kicking it off and start actively 
you know, fully developing not just this Greenfields technology or foundation that we have built thus far, but start working with administrators and with students on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to iteratively design and develop and validate this game-changing system. And that's something that will happen over the course of the next year to us deploying the system at those said universities in fall of 2020. And between now and then is a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of good times, and probably some challenging times. But we're extremely fortunate and extremely excited for what the future holds. Well, we'll definitely get you back on, hopefully, before then. Um, But as we find out more about this uh, design partnership program and the future of Rara. We'll definitely get you on to continue to tell us how this is going to change higher education. So I'm looking forward to chatting again in the future. As am I. And I just wanted to take a moment and thank Dean Sue for the time and the insight. Um, it's individuals like her that make my life and our team's life that much more enjoyable and easier um, to see committed professionals within student affairs, such as Dean Sue on an everyday basis, working to empower and improve students' lives. is It's really, really special. Yeah, well, Cooper, you, you beat me to it. I was about to do the same. Dean Sue, thank you. <laughs> so, no, you're no, totally. Dean Sue, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast as well and giving us your firsthand insight on, on where student affairs professionals are, are struggling with meeting uh, the needs of their students, but then also you know, how passionate they really are for bringing those resources to their students and how Rara could potentially be that solution that um, bridges that gap. Well, I appreciate all the very nice words from both of you, and it's been a pleasure being part of this. My only hope is that Rara is developed and fully implemented before I find my days in higher education to be over. So uh, get on the stick here, Cooper. Get it <laughs> Yes, ma'am. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to see this thing, you know, in action before it's too late. So I'll, I'll leave you with that. All righty. Well, I, I have the full confidence that it'll uh, it'll be coming to a, a store near you or a theater near you. Oh, say. I love Here it. The, the fire has an, uh, officially been lit. Indeed. There you go. I love it. All right. Well, Cooper, Dean, Sue, thank you both so much for joining us. It was a pleasure today. Thank you. Thank both. you. Appreciate it. Bye bye. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. You can also find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.